Welcome to the podcast of Trinity Episcopal Church in Vero Beach, Florida. We are glad to have you join us. Our hope is that this sermon will instill you with a profound sense of God's love and that you might receive and reflect His glory to your community. From St. Mark's Gospel, but Bartimaeus cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Winston Churchill, you know who he is, right? He once said that if you're going through hell, keep going. If you're going through hell, keep going. And what Churchill's driving at, of course, is really his only political skill that he had, which was persistence. Winston Churchill was a man who was of unflappable, unmovable character. But here's a question for you today. Where does that persistence actually come from? And the reason I say that is persistence is continuing in a behavior when that behavior has not yet caused a good result, right? Which incidentally is the exact same uh, behavior as the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So persistence and insanity are two sides of the same coin. How do you know when you're being insane and overly, you know, just not getting the facts, or persistent, what's the difference? Well, really when it comes down to, like all questions, the answer is Jesus, amen? So we're gonna look at the idea today of persistence in the story of Bartimaeus, this blind beggar on the side of the road on the way to Jerusalem, and Bartimaeus' persistent faith in God. And the reason I wanna dial in on this today is because Bartimaeus is not just a story about, you know, nice guy, Jesus doing nice things for people that have unfortunate circumstances. Okay, kinda. But really the story of Bartimaeus is about the conversion of the human heart, every single one, yours, mine, anybody who claims to be a Christian follows the steps that Bartimaeus follows, the same progression over and over again, and it's in Three points. So as we read about Bartimaeus, what I want you to do is ingest this personally, because really the story is about, about you. So three points today about this persistence and Bartimaeus as our case study. The first point is the news of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, first point. Second point is the challenge of Jesus. And then finally, third point is the testimony of a changed life, the good news, the challenge, and the testimony of Jesus. So let's go. First point is the good news of Jesus. Mark tells us some really uh, cool facts about Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is uh, the son of Timaeus. Bartimaeus means the son of Timaeus. And he is a blind beggar, okay? But he wasn't always blind, uh, we know this because Bartimaeus comes to Jesus and says, Lord, son of David, I want to see again. So Bartimaeus, somewhere along the line, we don't know how, at least scripturally we don't, somewhere along the line, Bartimaeus lost his sight, which is a crucially important, important psychological detail because in one sense, in one sense, Bartimaeus was at one point whole. He used to be, in one sense, less dependent. He used to be, Bartimaeus used to be, in one sense, he used to be in control. 
and he's lost it. All that is gone because a blind man in the first century, if you're a blind man in the first century, you are, you're toast because there's no Medicare, there's no food pantry, there's nothing to care for you unless someone takes you up, which clearly for Bartimaeus did not occur. He is forced to beg. He is at the lowest rung of the culture. He's gone from rock star Bart to crash and burn. In other words, Bartimaeus lost it all. Bartimaeus is, is desperate. He is out of options. And that is where Jesus always does his best work. And this happens to all of us, actually. Every one of you and me. It's always the same story over and over again. The things we rely upon to give us meaning and purpose in our lives, the things that we think can help us control our destiny, they fail us. They always do. They can't not. Here's something to consider. <laughs> Someday everything you have, everything you have, will be taken from you. Your wife, your kids, your job, your money, your golf membership, <laughs> all your friends. Someday, your life. Have a nice day. The point I want you to see here, which Bartimaeus actually, Bartimaeus is fortunate enough that he is already there. And he shows us something crucially important that the things that you and I rely on to give meaning and purpose in this life, they fail us. And Bartimaeus is there, man. He is at the bottom of the barrel. Bartimaeus is desperate. Which is why... When Bartimaeus hears that Jesus of Nazareth is rolling through town on the way to Jerusalem, when he hears it, he cries out something really, really profound. He's a blind beggar on the side of the road that nobody could care anything about. And he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy, mercy on me. Two times, persistent Bart cries out for mercy. Let me ask you a question. And this, you probably never thought about this before, but let me just throw it out there. How did he know? It's an honest question. How did Bartimaeus know to ask? Well, okay, he heard that Jesus is rolling through town. Maybe he heard this, this itinerant preacher coming through. But how did Bartimaeus know that Jesus could solve his problem? How did Bartimaeus know that Jesus could help him? It's not, that, it's not like Bartimaeus is wandering around the Judean countryside watching him. He can't move. The guy can't get off the ground. It's not like Bartimaeus is listening to a Jesus podcast or something. <laughs> the only way, the only way that Bartimaeus could have known about Jesus, listen, is if somebody told him. The only way that Bartimaeus could have known to cry out to the Lord in the first place is if someone told Bartimaeus about Jesus, somebody who had themselves been helped. And that's my first point in the conversion of the human heart, the good news about Jesus. And here's the, the thing I want you to see is this is not about Bartimaeus. I mean, it is, but it's really about you and about me. Who in your life gave you or is giving you the good news about the Lord? Who's kind of told you about him? Who's taught you about him? I, one, lots of people in my life and hopefully in yours, 
lots of examples. My, one example that comes to my mind is my grandmother, Virginia Ramine, who lived in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, probably one of the hottest places on the planet. Uh, but I remember her telling me, I was probably five or six years old, and she's telling me about this, this Jesus guy. And I said, well, where is he? And she said, well, you can't see him. I said, okay. I said, well, can we call him on the phone? <laughs> and she said, no, you can't do that either. And I thought, well, Grandma, that's kind of a silly idea, isn't it? I mean, you're telling me this guy can help me, and I can't talk to him, and I can't see him, and I, I can't touch him. And I kind of left it there. But the point is she planted a seed, you see. Took a, while, took a while for that seed to germinate, but she planted it. She was the first person that I can remember who told me about the Lord, who gave me the good news about Jesus because Jesus had helped her, you see. Who planted that seed for you? Who gave you the good news about Jesus? It's always the same story. Who gave you the news about Jesus before you knew about Jesus? whose life has shaped and maybe is now even shaping yours. It could be a mom or a dad or a grandparent or a friend or maybe even your priest. <laughs> the point is somebody, somebody told Bartimaeus about Jesus, somebody whose life had been changed by him. That's the second point then is the challenge, the challenge of Jesus. So Bartimaeus Bartimaeus gets this good news about this Jesus guy that maybe can help him out. And Jesus is walking by and Bartimaeus, he rolls the proverbial dice. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, Bartimaeus is a beggar whom nobody cares about. And everyone says, man, Bart, put a sock in it, man. It's the son of God. He's busy. Leave the guy alone. But Bartimaeus doesn't give up. He cries out again. Son of David, have mercy on me. Because Bartimaeus had heard that Jesus changes lives for good. He cries out two times. Jesus doesn't answer him the first time, so he does it again. He cries out the first time, everyone tells him to be quiet. He does it again. Why? He's persistent. Did you ever notice something? Maybe this is just me, but I don't, I don't think so. Uh, that God doesn't always give you what you want. Is that just me? Do you ever notice that God does not always give you what you want? Bartimaeus wanted Jesus to hear him the first time, and he didn't. But God does not always give you what you want, and God knows he hasn't given me what I wanted, always. But also remember that God does not work on your timetable or mine. He's God, after all. He knows better. And he does not, frankly, owe you or I an explanation. You know, if you think about it like this, think of all the things you prayed for when you were younger— Imagine if you got them. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday at the Penn State game, and they won finally, thanks be to God. But I was thinking back of all the crazy things that I wanted to do with my life back when I was 21, 20. You know, it's interesting. When we pray to God, Lord, help me, when the answer is yes, what do we say? Woo! Thank you, Jesus! Right? We might not say it like that because we're Episcopalians, but we, you know what I mean, right? When we pray for something and we get the answer to the prayer, we say, the Lord heard my prayer. But friends, no <laughs> is an answer. And so is wait is an answer. I think the reason that persistence is so important, listen, persistence in prayer is so important with God, not because you're going to change God's mind, but because you're going to change Yours. Persistence with God, praying to him, going to him first, 
teaches you to be reliant upon him, whether the answer is yes, no, or call me in a week. Wait, be patient. Bartimaeus had been waiting for help for a long, long time. And now God hears his prayer. It's always the same way. And Jesus challenges him. Listen, Jesus says, hey, go find that guy Bartimaeus, guys, and bring him to me. And they go to Bartimaeus and say, Bartimaeus, the Lord is calling you. And listen to this. Look at this. This is really cool. Bart- Bartimaeus has to make a really hard decision. Will I stay? Shall I stay or shall I go? Bartimaeus suffers, could have suffered from what a lot of people suffer from. And it's something I made up, so you're, you're welcome to use it if you see fit. Bartimaeus could have suffered from what I call stuckness. And I made it up. It's not even a real word, but you can use it if you want. Stuckness. Bartimaeus could have stayed there. Hey, Bartimaeus, I know you're a blind beggar. You've been there for a long time. The Lord's calling you. Oh, man, really? You ever notice when you go to um, back to see your... Some of you have come back from up north where it's cold and chilly. And you go back up there and you see your friends you've seen every year. Or you go back to visit your family and you catch up. And you begin to notice something very, very quickly after about the first 10 minutes of that conversation that the very same people are circling the very same drains they've circled for 15 years. You ever notice that? Maybe it's just my family, I don't know. But people stay stuck in the same patterns over and over and over again. They circle the same drains. Stuckness. Friends, being stuck is easy because being stuck is comfortable and being unstuck requires a willingness to change. And man, that's hard to do. Jesus calls Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus, come here. What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus could have stayed there. He could have played, he could have stayed stuck. I can't see, I can't work, I can't get ahead. Every time I ask for a nickel, nobody talks to me. Poor me. Stuckness. Know anybody like that? Nobody? Maybe you're stuck. If you're not, you will be someday. Stuckness. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Tim Keller and now a new guy who's on my radar. His name is Jordan Peterson. Anybody heard of him? He's a Canadian from Toronto and he is a psychotherapist. He's a Jungian and he teaches at the University of Toronto and he is a psychotherapist, not a Christian but Jordan Peterson has great insight into our culture. He has a book called 12 Rules for Life, which is terrific, and a podcast that I listen to uh, every week. This past week, I was driving down from Orlando, and somebody was interviewing Jordan Peterson, and he said this, lots of things, but the one he said was, you know, the problem with parents today is that they're too, his exact words were, too damn easy on their kids that we avoid suffering. We try to keep, protect our children from all sorts of things that might threaten them. We try to protect them from all things that could hurt them. We protect them from suffering. He said, we live lives of fakeness. Let me ask you this. Anybody here have a Facebook account? Yes, you do. I do too. I barely... I've got a new thing, and you can use this one too. I'm going to be calling Facebook from now on 
fake book. Know why? It's fake. In social media and on Facebook, everything's always great, right? Here's my wonderful Borson cheeseburger. Picture of it. Where everything is just so darn great all the time, I'm going to put a picture of every little thing I do in the course of my day, right? Social media is all about constructing this false narrative that feeds right into what Peterson's talking about. This idea of a rejection of the idea of suffering. We construct a false reality, friends. People refuse to engage today in suffering. We refuse to accept it. And if we are confronted with it, we get angry and we blame others. Peterson says, and this is to the the Bartimaeus point, that life, and this is what the Bible says too, life is frankly about suffering. And the key to growth is to take responsibility for that suffering, even the things that aren't your fault, and fix them. Bartimaeus. Let's go back to him a minute. Stuckness. What if Bartimaeus gets up and he is healed? What if Jesus really does what Bartimaeus wants him to do? Oh man, that's pretty scary. What am I going to do for a living? No one's going to give money to a a beggar who can see. (laughs) Bartimaeus has a decision to make. Really, this is a a biggie. Because we all have to confront this in our own hearts, in our own lives. Bartimaeus has a decision to make. Do I trust Jesus? Do I risk it? Or do I stay stuck and play it safe? Friends, some of you here today are stuck. And if you're not stuck, you will be, and you certainly know people who are. Here's the question, right? Have you cried out to Jesus and trusted him to change you? Faith is not an intellectual assent to a truth claim. Faith is a verb. And it requires you to trust God when you ask him to help you. He will answer your prayer, but you better get off the ground and follow him. It means you are willing to let God take control of your life, to see things from God's perspective and not your own. Have you ever cried out to him? Do you cry out to him persistently? God, I need your help. Have mercy on me. Man, I'm stuck. So we see that the news, the good news of the gospel— we see, we see the challenge of Jesus to Bart. You got to follow me, man. And then we see the testimony of a changed life. Let me show you this. This is, this is really, really cool. Bartimaeus, Jesus challenges Bartimaeus to be unstuck. And he says, follow me, which is a verb. Bartimaeus, if you notice, look at it again. It's really important. He casts off his cloak and he leaps up. Now, you may not know this, but to cast off your, a beggar, when they would beg in the first century, would beg by laying on the side of the road, putting your cloak on the ground, and people would throw change into it. Kind of like when you're in the city and there's a guy playing a horn or something, he's got a little box next to it that you want, he wants you to put money in. Same idea. So for Bartimaeus to make a decision to follow Jesus and cast off his cloak, what he's saying is I'm going to put away the things which I have relied upon to control my life. When Bartimaeus casts off his cloak, he is literally casting off his own life, his old life. Leaving it all behind, his security, his comfort, the things that he both trusted and that made him a victim, that kept him stuck. He casts them away and he leaps up. And he goes. Friends, you and I can accept a life by the side of the road or in it. 
You and I can accept a life by the side of the road or in it with him. Bartimaeus gets on the road. Bartimaeus jumps on, Jesus heals him, and he follows him to Jerusalem. And that's where the tremendous irony happens. Did you see it? Jesus heals Bartimaeus. And now Bartimaeus is on the Jesus bus. And he goes to Jerusalem with him. And now Bartimaeus becomes, listen, a man who can give the good news. It's a great big circle. Bartimaeus has been healed, and now he becomes the one whom somebody else can say, hey, Bart, man, I got a problem. And Bartimaeus can say, well, you know, I was blind, and now I see. How'd that happen? Let me show you. His name's Jesus. Friends, the Bible never tells you and I to convert others. Never. But the Bible commands you and I to tell your story. The Bible does not expect you to convert your family and your friends to the faith. No. But the Bible demands that you tell your story. Every single person in this room has a story about where you were stuck and now you're not. Every single person in this room has a story of how Jesus has changed and is changing you. That's how someone did it for Bart. They gave him the good news. That's how somebody did it for you. They gave you the good news. And now you've got to pay it back, as it were. Share your story. Share your faith. So friends, as I wrap up today, let me ask you this. What, what is your good news story? Can you name it and claim it? The Baptists would say. What's your story? And more importantly, are you willing to share it? Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for Bartimaeus, the blind man whose blindness allowed him to see. Father, help us to hear the good news of Jesus. Give us the courage to be unstuck with his help and make us joyful news bringers to those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our Trinity Episcopal Church podcast. To find out more about the work God is doing through Trinity, visit us online at trinitybureau.org and follow us on Facebook. Facebook.